Hi, I'm Jillian, and you're listening to the Bite Size Nutrition Podcast, where each week you'll learn tools and actionable tips for improving your relationship with food, your body, and yourself so that eating can feel easier. If at any point you'd like to learn more about my coaching programs, download free resources to support your progress, or just see photos of my adorable dog, you can go to www.bitesize.es to learn more. Thank you so much for listening, and let's hop in to this week's episode. I am sitting here with one of my best friends in the whole world, and I we're in Costa Rica right now visiting. She's showing me her family and places all around the country, and I thought it would be really interesting to have a conversation because her and I have a lot of similarities as far as our relationship with food, the way that we view our bodies, and this is something that's been a topic of conversation for the two of us for a long time. She's also sort of seen me progress as a coach and sort of been side-by-side in a lot of the the ways that I've learned and grown. And so she's almost gotten to be like the guinea pig for a lot of my coaching practices. <laughs> and so I wanted to have a conversation with my friend Fabiola um, a, a little bit, and she'll give you a little bit of background on how she ended up dieting um, and what that ended up looking like for her and her relationship with food and what that looks like now. Because one of the things that came up for both of us that we were talking about yesterday is how grateful we are that we can be in this experience where like we're going and eating with her family and we're eating in new restaurants and being able to be flexible with ourselves and not beat ourselves up because we want to have a piece of lemon pie or because we want to, you know, eat some local food and it's not necessarily like quote unquote healthy. And I think both of us a few years back would have really struggled to be on a trip like this because there is so much variation in the things that we're eating every single day. And so, yeah, I thought it would be a fun conversation to have. So, Fabi, <laughs> do you want to add any context? Um, no, 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 it's okay. Um, it's what I'd like to share a little bit is that I've, I've seen you grown a lot. I think we've both of us have like grown a lot during this process. It hasn't been easy, I have to say, um, and probably I'll be sharing a lot of personal information here for the ones that are listening, but um, but I hope that this that we're going to share helps uh, thousands of people just like I us. I would love it to help thousands of thousands people, of them. millions of people. We'll get to it, don't worry about it. Um, if not, if we can just make it to maybe one or two, that'll be it. I mean, yeah. we'll make it. Because um, I think that we're just, you know, sharing this because a lot of people has been through, have been through the same things that we have been through. So yeah. um, if we can share a little bit, then maybe we can help them a little bit too. Yeah, I think, so one thing that I'd love to hear from you is kind of like how you got to the point. So I remember having a conversation with you a few years back where we were talking about breakfast and is something this, is this are you gonna mention the, the, the banana? banana yeah the banana and so okay. we were talking about breakfast and I don't remember where how this came up and you were like yeah and then I have half a banana and then I get hungry again later or something like that and I was like well why don't you just eat the whole banana and you kind of looked at me and you were like what <laughs> like <laughs> that's a lot of sugar <laughs> yeah you were like you looked at me and you're like I can't eat the whole banana and as we sort of like I talk, should I shouldn't yeah I like, I, and yeah. and so there was something that got you to that point, right? Yeah. Like you weren't yeah. born being like, I should only eat half a banana. So can you share a little bit about like what got you to that point where yeah. you didn't feel comfortable eating the whole banana? Um, well, it's kind of a long story, but um, we'll- We have time. It. This is my yeah. podcast. Yeah, that's true. 
Um, so I'll I'll get started with uh, the the part that that I was like uh fifteen or sixteen by that time, and actually my dad was a huge man. Um, and and well, he actually he didn't uh, had like he didn't have this like uh you know healthy habits. Like, yeah, he was you, you actually. I remember once I got into the car. Uh, he. I was, you know, my, my grandmother used to take care of us. So at, at night, he was just going to our uh, grandma's and picked us up. So I got into the car and, you know, I saw maybe a bag of McDonald's or maybe a bag of uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken or something like that. And I, I thought, you know, this is not what we usually eat at home. But he was outside all the, all the time working. So it's, it was like, you know, I, I just got used to it. Anyways. By the time he was, I was 15, uh, we realized he had cancer and he started to lose a lot of weight. So it was kind of a an alarm for me. And, and I thought, you know what, if we continue like eating like this, I'm going to end up just like my dad. So I started not eating healthy, but starting to exercise because I didn't know about, uh, you know, the impact that eating healthy has on everything. But I started to say, okay, I'm going to do it differently and I'm going to start just, you know, adapting some new things and, and starting to exercise maybe a little bit. Um, so I started there. I started on spinning classes. I remember that. And I had a boyfriend. He's a really nice guy. And he was like, I was really struggling. I was crying all the time with him. And I was like, you know, I'm ugly. I'm fat. I don't like the, the way I look. I don't like my body and stuff. And this was, you were 15. I was, yeah, 15, 16, wow. something like that. Yeah. So then I had like this, you know, I, I hate my body and I, I, I'm not good enough. And I remember my boy, he was, he had a six pack and we were like, he was like 16 or 17. I just, I can't remember that, but he was like, he had like the perfect body back then. And I thought, I'm just, uh, you know, a fat girl that, you know, got lucky with the six pack. Guy. Isn't it crazy that like, even that young, we don't realize that like the people that care about us don't actually give yeah, exactly. that much I of mean, a shit of what our bodies actually, look like. Uh, when, well, and, and going back to the story, he told me back then, Fabi, I think you're beautiful this way. Yeah. But if you want to look better because you want to, you know, you want to feel better, I can help you out. So he started like, you know, giving me some tips about eating healthy mm. And he was like, well, my aunt has like this uh, crazy diet. So maybe you can give it a try. And I, and I thought, okay. oh, no. <laughs> so then he was like, well, she's eating this and stuff, you know, and I, and I thought, okay, I'm going to, I'm just going to do it. So I started like eating a lot of veggies, just veggies. And then, you know, some, I don't know, meats or something like that. That was pretty much it. So I started to lose a lot of weight. It had a lot of impact in high school back then. Cause it was like, I be, I became like the chubby popular girl and then I moved into the hot popular girl yeah so it was like it had like a huge impact on me and then I you know I started like to actually give a lot of importance to my body and the way that I look that was when I was in high school so then I went into and started like a new job and going to university and I gained weight because I lost that I started to party and stuff but there was a part of me that was always like you have to go back to the exercise because this is the part where you lose weight. I didn't know about the eating yeah. stuff. And then, so I started to do, um, you know, a lot of things, swimming, um, spinning classes, cross training back then. And I remember that uh, one person just told me, you know what, you train a lot, but 
if you want to just, you know, achieve something or you want to change your body, you have to change your, your eating habits. So was that the first time? Because I know that there's a lot, like we talked a little bit about like looking, like quote unquote, looking like we work out. And like, was that kind of the first time that you were like, well, I work out a lot. So like, I kind of want to look like I work out. No, I just, I wanted to look like a model back then. So I wanted yeah, to look I- like skinny with a great ass and some boobs. That was pretty much it. Which is ridiculous because like body trends have changed so much. Like now everybody wants to look like, well, a couple of years ago it was like look like a Kardashian with like a big yeah. butt and like big boobs. Yeah. And now all of a sudden the Kardashians are like, I want to be as skinny as possible. It's like, how do we even keep it, up? Because it changed. It, it changed. changes so um, much. So then, yeah, then then I actually, I, I got, this was like a friend's uh, boyfriend or something like that. And he told me, you know what? I know a very good... Um, nutritionist so you should go and visit her and I remember back then that I you know I I didn't I wasn't used to eat fruits back then so I remember that he just well she started it with a um uh, a a juice a small juice of fruit that it was 100% apple or just 100% orange or something like that so I started like that and then she was like okay now let's move to eating half apple so I did it and it was it was okay. Then, you know, I left the nutritional uh, part of it. And she was very good, I, I must say. But she never shared with me the importance of, uh, you know, the energy that maybe we yeah. give you. Or maybe the rest that you can have. Or maybe how, like, the impact that it could have on your skin. Or, you know, different things. I, I didn't know back then. Did she share, like, did she share at all, like, the... the- like how much, like how many calories things were? Was it just like, this is a good food, you should eat this, no, and this is a she, bad food, yeah, you should exactly. eat that? This, you shouldn't be eating this, and you should be eating that. So then I changed it, and then I move it. I, I left that nutritionist um, back then. I gained weight a lot yeah. <laughs> again. Uh, story of my life. Which I think is like when we don't have education around like actual nutrition, it's so easy to fall yeah. into the like, oh, well, this is good and this is bad as long as I follow those. So, so was she the one that, that like, is that where you got the like bananas are too no, high on no, carbs? No, no, no. that's the, oh, okay. the last one that I had. Yeah. So then I moved into, I don't know, I, I gained weight. So I, I, you know, I thought this is not working. Then something happened to my back and then I move into it and then I got into the CrossFit world. Ah, yes, the CrossFit world. So I started to see my body changing a lot, not doing a lot of things with the food. Of course, I was 20, was it 22, 23? I just can't recall. I just, I don't remember. Of course, my body will change at that age. It's it's like, because you do a little bit of, you know, something small change and your body will change. And I think that that's something that like a lot of, a lot of people don't even don't recognize is like if you're starting something new it's normal Mm -hmm. to see a lot of like and you go all in like because when you start crossfit you usually go all in on it so it's totally normal that your body changes and it's also totally normal that those body changes stop and i think that that's something that's really hard for our brains to adjust to because it's like i'm still doing the same thing shouldn't i continue to see the changes Uh, back in the uh crossfit world i i met this amazing a girl that she actually helped me a lot but again because of the goals that I had back then, it was just to have, uh, to have abs and just you know to have a great, uh, <laughs> a great butt, and then you know just that was pretty much it. Um, so she was like putting me those you know the macros, and we were yeah. changing. I mean, we were counting each calorie. So I was actually each. I mean, every single bite that I was going to eat. Mm-hmm. 
I have to wait it first. Dude, I I know exactly what that was like my life for so you know long. The other day I was actually talking to my brother and he was like, "Do you remember your lunch bag? It was a huge it was like a a, a cooler. It's like the big ones with the zipper." Yeah. And I had like all my meals in there. So I Oh yeah, yeah. because you got to a point where you're like, exactly. "I don't trust anything exactly. if I can't weigh no, and no, measure what no, that is." No, yep. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, and then I remember that I had like a card and then I was, uh, each time, each meal, I was just putting, I don't know, three carbs, one uh, protein, uh, whatever, you know, I was like a food diary, but mm-hmm. just counting the macros. Um, and then right after this one, I started to see changes and then I met another guy. This guy was not a nutritionist. He, it was just a guy that had like some experience on, on the people that, you know, that, that makes bodybuilders, bodybuilders. Yeah. No veggies, no fruits, but I had abs. So it was like bodybuilders' diets are like the fucking worst. Yeah, but I didn't know. No, 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 no. I'm not, I'm like, I'm not getting down on you. I'm just saying, like, it's one of those things that I think we often look at people that are like in that world, even not necessarily people that are competitive bodybuilders, but like people that are in the bodybuilding world and we're like, oh, like they look fit. They must be healthy. And it's like, yeah, we confuse that sometimes. Oh my God. But you know what? I And to be honest with you, I mean, it's okay if they want to do it, but it's important to say here that I was looking for looking good in the mirror. And at the end, the people that is on bodybuilding and stuff, they all know that this is not going to be sustainable during time. So it's gonna be it's it's gonna be a short period of time that you're gonna be like that. Yeah. So uh I think they, they know it rationally, but emotionally it's really, really you get, hard. You, you get you get addicted to seeing exactly. your body look a certain exactly. way. And that is exactly like that's what kept me counting macros for so long yeah. is because I got addicted to seeing my, like, I would literally get in the elevator, like, to go down in the apartment that I used to live. Nobody knows this, but, like, I would get in the elevator to go down to, like, the main floor, because mm-hmm. I used to live on the top floor, and I would do an ab check in the mirror in the elevator every single time. And I have, like, so many photos on my phone that I just, like, can't delete, because it reminds me of what I do not want to get mm-hmm. back to. Yeah. And it was, like, me lifting up my shirt in the mirror of the elevator and, like, taking a picture of what my abs looked like that yeah. day. Like, how crazy is that? Well, you get used to it. I mean, it's something, I don't know. I just, I, I met this guy. I started to do that. And I remember, I remember actually once, well, I, I don't know if this is TMI, but I was just about to have sex with a guy and I took, <laughs> I took off my shirt and he was like, dude, you have abs now. And I was like, hell yeah, I do. Yeah. You know what? It was like, and you get addicted to this kind of things what did you so and here's the question is like looking back now what did you have to sacrifice or what did you give up a lot you know now that that you're here like for my family coffee time is like it's something that you do every day it doesn't matter if you're alone if you have I mean if you have someone to you know to drink coffee with but you do your coffee time and I remember that visiting my grandma she was alive back then and I remember that this was a huge, I mean, it was kind of a big deal for us. And I remember that she used to like to put everything on the table, like, you know, this um, sweet bread and butter and I don't know, something like a uh, chocolate cake or something like, you know, cookies and stuff. And I was just sitting there with my topper and say, oh, I have my food here and here. So thank yeah. you. I don't need that. And thank in, you. in your head, were you thinking, I'm so disciplined, I'm superior to everybody yeah. else? Hell yeah. yeah. I was like, 
you guys, you don't know. In my mind, I was like, you guys don't know what you're doing. I mean, how could... I was like judging everyone. How could you eat that cookie? Do you know yeah. how many calories you put in there? It's so interesting because this is like so... And some of this stuff, honestly, like we've never actually talked about specifically. No. But it's crazy how much parallel there is even in like completely different cultures, like completely different places Mm -hmm. of like that feeling of like, I am superior to you because I have full control over my, like what my body looks like. But at the same time, it's like that control for me, at least like led to such a disconnection Mm -hmm. from my, the people in my life that like, it didn't actually make my life better. It made my life so much worse. Yeah, I mean, I I I can't complain. Oh yeah, <laughs> I had a a great life back then. I still have it. I mean, I can't complain. But the only thing that I do complain about is that I remember that sometimes I was like, "Oof, I want to eat that cake," but no, I should not because uh, you know, it will take me uh, twenty minutes on the road. Oh my god, it will take me. I don't know. It was it was sick to be yeah. honest with you. And then. I remember that also my, maybe my, my mom or maybe my dad, he used to, you know, make something special for me. And I was like, no, I cannot eat that, but thank you. Oh. And I remember back then coming in here and he was like, oh, I, you know, you had some of this in the oven. And I was like, no, dad, I cannot eat that. Yeah. So it was like, why not? You could, I mean, you could have a little bit, but it was like, no, because, you know, the only, and this is something very important. The only day that I could eat something, it would be on I don't know, Saturday night. But yeah, the typical no, cheat I rem- day. No, I remember my, my cheat day was on Friday night because on Saturday, I'll kill myself on the work. Yeah. So it was like, you know, I'll work out tomorrow, so it's going to be fine. And this is the only thing that I could eat. And instead of eating what my dad had just prepared me, I was like, no, I'm going to go and eat like um, a huge hamburger and then, and, you know, a, a lemon pie or something yeah. like that or chocolate ice cream or I don't know. So one of the things that we talked a lot about over the years was like struggling with binging and like buying, you know, a big bar of chocolate and like eating the whole thing and feeling like you weren't able to really enjoy it, even if it was something that you sort of liked. And how do you like, how do you see the connection between those kind of strict dieting days and, and it ending up being something that was really hard for you? Well, this is going to take longer than we thought. (laughs) To make you, like, the long story short is it all comes down to the the time in my life that I moved to Spain. I was actually there alone. I was, like, my body, I I, I loved my body back then when I moved. Yeah. And then, then the whole year that I was just there studying, I started to binge eating all the time. So I was feeling depressed. I was alone. My goal was actually to study a lot, to train twice a day. I remember yeah. one time you told me, you're like, I train, I think you told twice, me, yeah, twice I train a twice a day, yeah. six days a week. And I was like, what yeah, is, yeah, what? Yeah. And then I remember that my goal was, you know, basically those two things, just train a lot um, and then study a lot. I did, I mean, I did train twice a day, but I was eating uh, maybe, you know, and, and my friends can tell you about this. I'll I'll be sharing this with them because they can say it. Uh, I was eating like Ben and Jerry, like the whole Ben and Jerry's. 
um on then I, I remember it was on mondays or maybe i was like the other the, you know, the next day i was like no i'll be caught in this i promise tomorrow will be a different day mm. i will not do this so i was restricting myself and then on wednesday i was doing exactly the same thing so it was like this over and over again and i was feeling like very bad because i was like you are you know who are you i mean you came in here you're a failure this is not what you're supposed to be doing you're supposed to be training studying i remember that i fell in love with a guy so i was like feeling like he doesn't love me because i've gained weight and so, you know he wasn't ready for me so i thought everything was because the way that i looked we blame so much on yeah, our bodies yeah. anyway so then i started with the binge eating there i started like uh you know, try to restrict myself. And I didn't know uh, actually the the damage that I was doing because I was trying to start all over the next day. Yeah. Um, and this now, it takes me to the uh, banana thing. So then I was just the whole year there and I talked to my mom and I was like, mom, I'm having like this and this has never happened before. Uh, I, I want to pay, uh, an, uh, you know, a nutritionist in here. So I went into, and I, I don't, I can't recall the name of this girl. And then I, I visited one in Spain. So she actually put me on a diet. So I remember like breakfast was half of banana and I don't know, it was porridge, uh, with, uh, oat milk and something like, I, I just, I can't recall. And then I remember also the, this is why I hate chicken in Spain, because I remember the, the lunch, it was like, uh, noodles with, um, chicken and peppers and, and onion. And I, I just, it was like very specific. Yeah. It was very specific things. And, and then right after that, I left that as well. I gained weight again. And then I met you. So it was like, we started like talk about this i you were actually the first person that i share my binge eating yeah uh, problem um and then we started like talking about it and then you share your experiences with me and then you told me you know with this small like little questions on why don't you eat the whole banana it's so funny how and we I like do it now yeah like every time i'm like do i want half or do i want the whole banana i think of you it's like I'm going to eat the whole banana and we'll see. Well, and it's so funny how it's like we take these things that start out as like really small things. Like you you saw this on the diet that this nutritionist gave you. There was half a banana. And she never probably told you like you can only eat half the yeah. banana or why no, she put no, half yeah. the banana on there. But we take that and we turn it into this like crazy food rule. But I remember – I mean, there was a point in my in my whole journey where I didn't eat fruit because in my head, even mm-hmm. though I had the nutrition education, in my head I was like – fruit has too much sugar in it even though and it's and so this is where it's like I think it's really important for people to know that even when you have nutrition education you can still fall into these like mindset traps Mm -hmm. and this is because we put such a huge like for me at least it was like it was so important for my body to look a certain way because I had associated all of my life for if my body looks like this my life will be better I will be more accepted I will have more boyfriends people will like me more and it's like those things were very fleeting, like in the sense that, yeah, when I had abs, people would say, wow, like you look great. And then that was it. Like it didn't deepen the relationship in any way. And I think that where I, and I, what I think is so cool about like watching your process is like you went from that, like I binge last night, so I need to restrict myself today to like, I need to feed myself so I don't have the urge to binge. And also one thing that I think is so cool about 
how you've sort of progressed is seeing that you're no longer as hard on yourself when these things do happen. Yeah, because still, they still do happen. And it's it's very hard because it's something that we're very hard on ourselves, as you mentioned. And I've been like that for like the past, I don't know, five years, maybe. Yeah. And then, you know, this is starting over. It's like, again, and, and I'm telling the story, you're a failure. You're, you're trying to do the same thing. And then... Going back to the pictures as well, I do remember that I put the the, the photo on my phone as a, you know, the background. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you have to go back to this. My body will never go back to the 25-year-old Fabi. Yeah. That's not going to happen. That's, I mean, that's something that, you know, I want to go back to that moment. I want to have that body. I remember that I didn't have, like, you know, my butt was smaller I didn't have any, how do you call is it? Cell, cell, cellulite. Cellulite. Thank yeah. you very much. So it's like, I didn't have any. Now I do. And and you know what? Like for me, it was like, wow, look at you. You're ugly. You have this now. This is because you ate, you know, all the ice cream in the world. You ate all the pastry in Spain. You ate a lot of paella and tapas. And now you drink. And it's like, yeah, but I mean, it's part of living. Yeah. So I don't know. Right now I'm just, I'm trying to. And I have to say that you've helped me a lot on this every time because when I was, I was like being very hard on my own, you were just there to say, don't be so hard and just try to be patient. And, you know, the binge eating just started to be less every time. So it was like, I remember that, you know, to go back and up, it was like, it took me like, Last time I'd remember, I don't know, it took me two weeks. So I was eating a lot those two weeks. And then last time that I had it, it was just, you know, a couple of days. And I was like, okay, just you want to eat Doritos, then eat it. You want to eat ice cream, just eat it. But I was just telling the story different. It was like, you shouldn't, I was not telling to myself, you shouldn't be eating this. I was like, okay, you're here, eat this, enjoy it. It will last three days, two weeks, one month. It doesn't matter. This it's not going to change who you are right now. Yeah. And this is something that I probably will have to fight <laughs> still. But um, it's been, you know, getting better each time. So I think that mm-hmm. one thing that I, and I know that I struggled with this was kind of like, well, when am I going to be fixed? Like, when am I going to mm-hmm. when am I going to fix myself? Right. Like I should have this all figured out. And I think even to this day, like I will still have whispers of like that little voice that's like, you should lose weight. You used to have a six pack, like you used to be like this. And then, and I know we talk about this all the time is like reminding ourselves of like all of the things that like living the life that we're living right now, let us do. Mm. And I think that that's something where, you know, someone might be in a position where they're like, you know what, I don't necessarily enjoy my life right now. So like living in this body that I don't feel like feels like my body isn't necessarily offering me anything. And I think that this is where it's like, both of us have been have really had to like come back to like, okay, are we eating regularly? Because mm. like, if we're not eating regularly, like that can cause like, that's where both of us end up overeating. Am I doing things to really like, expand my social network and my connections and like hang out with friends. I know a big thing for me is like, I start to feel worse about my body when I don't have a lot of like social engagements. Mm -hmm. Like when I, cause I'm at home working by myself Mm -hmm. all day long for you, it's almost the opposite. Cause it's almost like when you have too much social stuff going on and not enough alone time is when you really start to struggle. And it's so like, what helped you learn that about yourself? Well, actually going back there, I, I actually like the first time that I moved, it was like, I'm spending too, you know, this is too much on my own. Yeah. 
And, you know, I wasn't one of those people that goes out a lot and all, of course, we were having like a student life. So we were yeah. like, like my classmates were going out all the time, having parties, drinking beer, eating, you know, bocatas in the, in the everywhere. Mm. And I was like, no, I have to eat my chicken and my, you know, whatever. Yeah. But then you're eating Ben and Jerry's at Exactly. Night. Cause you know, cause at the time I was restricting myself during the day because I didn't eat the sandwich in the, you know, in the restaurant in the corner. But at night I was like, well, you know what? I'm just going to eat it. So it, it didn't work back then. This actually, you know, has came out for the past year, maybe, uh, that I realized that I need to balance like the, the time being on my own and then yeah. also balance the time with friends and family and, you know, connecting with people. I'm a very uh, social person. Of course I am. But I wasn't raised to have, you know, time on your own and just trying to be a little bit selfish. Yeah. Totally boundaries. Boundaries. Yeah, exactly. It was totally the opposite. So I was put you, I was putting everyone first. Mm. And now I'm learning that I have to put myself, myself first. Um, and then I have to know my boundaries to know like, what can I give you or give anyone else? And what do I need? So I'm, I'm just learning and, you know, and this is something that it's also important to share is that back then I remember like looking at the picture and say, this is the result. This is, this is what I want to get right now. And, and this is going to sound like very cheesy, but this is when you say you have to enjoy the ride because yeah. at the end we have to enjoy this process and we have to say, I want to get there, but yeah, but today I'm here. So what can I do to make today better? I think to get that's there so important. Eventually. Cause Back then, I remember that I was focusing so bad on having that body and having those abs again and having not only that, but having that reaction on guys. You yeah. Because it's also that, you know, you some part, I mean, and I'm talking about myself only in this case, I was looking for that, you know, approval of my body. Yeah, I look hot and you should tell, you should tell me that I look hot. It's so funny because it's like, I feel like this year, the, like the yeah. self-validation versus external validation has been like such a hot topic in our conversations yeah. is like, how do we start validating ourselves so that we don't feel the need to like turn to that external validation? But we need that end of that podcast. Yeah. Yeah. That's like a whole nother <laughs> podcast. But I, I yeah. think that like, so I feel, feel like we could probably go on for a while. And I think I'll probably have to have you back on to talk mm -hmm. a little bit about like the stuff that, especially this year, because this year for both of us has been really, like really transformative. Ooh, yeah. But what do you, and this is maybe something that I don't know your answer to is like when you are having those really hard like body image days, when you're looking at yourself and maybe remembering like, this is what my body used to look like. Like, how do you talk yourself through it? Right now, what I'm doing, to be honest with you, is just sharing that with my friends. With yeah. Them. So if I'm feeling like I don't like my butt <laughs> or that, well, right now I'm struggling with with acne problems. Yeah. So it's like every time I'm like, you are my person. So I'll, I'll tell you, I'll run to you and say, I'm not feeling very good about this. And I'm also going to another best friend uh, and say, hey, um, today's one of those days. Yeah. So he will say and he will remind me that this is not going to be like this forever. And that he will love me no matter what. 
And in case that I'm also struggling a lot in because sometimes we do this. I can, you know, you told you tell me all the time, Favi, uh, your face is not your value, you're you know, you're more than that and stuff. I talk to my family and I remember why they love me. Yeah. So at the end, or and maybe I try to laugh, or maybe I try to, you know, to talk to someone and try to forget about I'm only that face or I'm only that body. So what I'm trying to do right now is just trying to remind myself that I'm I'm more than just a face. I'm more than just a body. Yeah. And I try to, and I'm something that I'm doing a lot before uh, trying to get to someone. It's to write what I'm feeling um, and say, why do I feel like this? Why are you talking to you like that? I mean, would you talk to Jillian like this? Is this something that you will say to her? Because, you know, we we tend to talk to ourselves like in a very, very bad way. And you have to think if, you know, you're talking to you like that, but would you talk to a friend like that? I don't think so. Exactly. So, you know, bottom line, what I'm doing is just trying to reach out to people that really love me and will remind me that I'm not just a number on a scale. Yeah. I mean, what you said there, like, there's actually a lot of research to back up the like and especially I talk about Brene Brown on like every yeah. freaking <laughs> so I, I actually bought Fabi a Brene Brown book a couple of years back I, I talk about her on almost every podcast but one of the things that she talked about is like shame lives in the dark yeah. and this is one of the things that like when we feel a certain way about our body especially our bodies or really anything that we feel shameful about not sharing that with other people actually makes the shame grow whereas like bringing it out into the light like you've noticed like as you've talked about your like your struggles with how you feel about your acne or your struggles with how you feel about your body like everyone has been so welcoming and appreciative that you've shared and you've been able to develop such stronger yeah, connections I mean, and this is something that is actually that we have learned and we have grown a lot this year we have built out a network of amazing girls and you know this yeah and this started because i started to say to this seven girls about my life and they all of a sudden, they were like, oh, I've been there. Mm -hmm. oh, oh, yeah, I feel like, you know what? I feel like that as well. I had this last time, but don't worry. You'll be fine. And when you start sharing that shame that you have, you know, people will start saying, I've been there. So, and you're going to be fine. Or maybe you're not fine now. I'm not fine, but we're going to be fine. Yeah. Or maybe just cry together. We've been, I mean... We've been there. So it's like, you know what it is. And it's, it, it feels great. It's, you know, connecting with people and just knowing that you're not there on your own. Like, we're humans. We're supposed to, you know, look for this. This is something that we all look for. It yeah. doesn't matter what people say. We look for connections. We look for being with someone at the end. And if you don't have a partner right now, a love partner, you have your friends, you have your family, and you can share this also with them. And this is the only way, like, how do you say Brene Brown Brene Brown she talks a lot about being vulnerable it's what Vul vulnerable for. yeah that's a really hard word yeah so I'm not gonna say it but anyways um so it's like if you if you are like that and you show like the real you with like the people they're gonna love you because you're showing what you are. And also the people that don't love you, it's like not everybody's supposed to they'll, love you. They'll, they'll, yeah, but what are, I mean, <laughs> if you show this part of you and someone doesn't like you, they're 
doing you a favor because they're gonna go away you don't need those people in your life well and to be honest for me it was really helpful to watch you because something for me is like I and I actually learned this from you you were you would tell me like I'm really (laughs) that I was really standoffish for a while and that was because for a really long time I wasn't necessarily as in touch with my emotions and so I struggled to be vulnerable like I remember one time I told one of my other best friends I was like when I told Jess um I was like, I feel really lonely a lot of the time. And she was like, and that was something I felt a lot of shame around is like feeling lonely and telling her that like brought us so much closer together. And I think that we're not talking about oversharing. We're not talking about like sharing all the like most private details of your life. But I I think that there is a lot of power. And like, even for some people that they're like, I don't have friends I can talk to this about is like, even just opening up a tiny bit, you might be able to test the waters. And for me, for someone that like I struggled to make new friends because I struggled to be vulnerable with new people. And the reason why Fabi helped me so much is because I got to observe how she connected with people and how she made new friends. And I got to like watch her and how she would interact in situations. And I was like, oh, I can learn so much from this. And I think that both of us like I'm definitely like my body does not look like how it did when I was very strict with my nutrition, but my life has changed for the better, partly because like when I do feel shame about my body, I can talk about it. Mm -hmm. And also because I put so much more attention on the other areas of my life that my body looking different than it used to isn't as much of a focus Mm -hmm. as it used to be. If you change your focus, you change your reality, right? So yeah. It's like, yeah. It's a little bit like that. What we pay attention to grows. Exactly. And anyways, so we're going to wrap this up. I know <laughs> this was like, this is so cool. Yeah, Thank yeah. you so much. With, uh, I'm yeah. really excited for people to hear this. And if you enjoyed this episode, let me know. I always love feedback. It's so cool. I've had a couple of people share um, these episodes recently on social media and had people write to me and be like, I listened to this episode. And it was so cool. And that is Oh, I love it. And if you feel like, you know, familiar with something, you they can comment and they can let us know. We'll be yeah. more than happy to have a conversation about this as well. Yeah. And this is, I think, it, it is an important conversation to have because I think there are people that don't have people in their real lives that yeah. they can talk to about this. And so, like, being able to – maybe you're listening to us and being like, oh, my gosh, I resonate a lot. Like, write to us. We'll We'll chat. Make sure that you follow, listen, subscribe. Siganme por más consejos. Like, remember to like and to share. <laughs> and we are going to go enjoy dinner with yeah. Fabi's entire family, where both of us are going to try some of her dad's amazing dessert. Yeah, that's and be awesome. yeah, it's going to be great. Bye-bye. Anyways, bye bye. Bye.